wish I was musically inclined, I would record us some kind of cool Larry Sanders-esque rip-off intro music. That's perfect intro. You started that right at 59 seconds, and I was sitting there quietly waiting to start at one minute. So there's our intro. Hi, welcome to Bless Your Heart. This is April Gallaty here with my co-host, Christopher Boatwright. Hello. And uh, so my beautiful assistant, Damon Gallaty, has decided to go by a new name. And which name are we going by, Damon? I guess Clear Band makes the most sense for so now. So you're our Clear Band. Clear Band. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Red Band works for Joe Rogan. <laughs> Blue Band is uh, Joey Diaz. Blue Band works for Joey Diaz, and so we have Clear Band. Clear Band. Because he has no hair. <laughs> All right, well, like I said, welcome to Bless Your Heart Podcast number six, I believe. Um, we're just up and running like crazy people. Um, if you have any questions about the podcast or you have any just questions for me or Chris or Damon or anybody who's ever been on the podcast, you can email me at april at com. W-O-U-G-O-N-N-A-M-E-O-W. Um, you can also find the podcast network uh, page on facebook.com uh, backslash you're going to meow. You can find it on twitter.com backslash you're going to meow. And you can find us on Instagram at dot com backslash you get me out so how about you chris tell us all about the hot box oh my goodness well you can find uh, me uh christopher boatwright uh on facebook you can find me on twitter uh logris l-o-g-r-u-s-z-e-d uh and also logris Z on uh youtube and that's it because i'm a middle-aged person and i don't have instagram uh i don't any of the other things i don't i don't even i can't even name those things I'm only doing it because I'm trying to get this business going, so I have to. She's very, uh, she's she's really awesome at this stuff. I am not. My mom is way better at this shit than me, too. Hi, mom. Oh, hi, mom. Yeah, she's now my mom on, on Facebook now, too. She doesn't know it yet. Does that make me Jewish? No, but, uh, you know, it's she, she posts on other Portland comedians' boards. Like, anytime I interact with somebody, uh-huh. she'll send them a friend request. She's funny. Yeah, she friended me right after the very first episode of this. I was like, okay, yeah, no, she's cool. Yeah, I like your mom. No, I like it because uh, all of her behaviors really just prove everything I say on stage. So <laughs> You're like, I'm, I'm here for a reason, folks. I wonder if there's people who actually think that my mother is a sock puppet that I maintain. Like, I've got some sort of cyber Norman Bates situation going on. <laughs> she's just a skeleton in a chair. And I might, you guys. I'm not. You never know. I'm not taking a polygraph. Um, hey, I'm not as long as that's why Damon's always in the room with us. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, did where does your, where is your mom at? Uh, she is in uh, Florida. Uh, oh, what part? The old part. Um, <laughs> There's a, a lot of that. When it's a really funny thing, uh, I went down there. I lived I lived with my mom down there in Florida for a little for a little while after a, a breakup and and breakdown on my part. And uh, mm-hmm. and uh, th- her realtor said to her, "Oh, you'll love this neighborhood." There's a young couple uh, uh, just down the street. And by young couple, the realtor met people in their 60s. <laughs> and by demographics and statistical standards, they were significantly the young couple on that street. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, they li- she lives in a place called Inglewood, uh, which is funny because when I tell people I'm from Inglewood or, <laughs> or I got here from Inglewood, um, if you grew up with the Hughes Brothers films, you're going to think I'm from a way cooler fucking place than I'm really from. Not the cool one. Inglewood, uh, Florida. Anything Florida yeah, is. No, not, I mean, well, you, there's violent, horrible Florida, but it's never been really coolly depicted in a film. Yeah. Um, well, well, Damon and I lived in a little town called Zephyr Hills, Florida. Mm. Right outside of Tampa. You know, kind of halfway between Tampa and Orlando, kind of. Um, 
It sounds that sounds like the kind of town where the old white racist man has like a really cute accent though mm-hmm. and runs a gas station. Exactly. Yes. That's yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those places where it has like t- ten thousand people in it normally, <laughs> and then when the snowbirds come down, it has like a million and a half. I always think that that's, that's such a weird resentment. It's, it's such insane. A, it's such a weird resentment, though, because... Of the snowbirds? Because that's all the fucking money that you've got, other than the old people that are going to die and leave their shit there because they they lost contact with relatives. Well, you know, that, yeah, that was the thing about Florida I really enjoyed was all the snowbirds would come down and then they would go, oh, we don't need all of our shit anymore. And they would sell all of their kids' <laughs> antiques in yard sales for nothing. I got a Rolex watch that way. I used um, to, um, yeah. I used to be, I, I had a, in the early 90s, I had a bead store uh, with my daughter's mom. And uh, we we used to buy antiques from uh, from an antiques dealer. But when I say antiques dealer, what I really mean is uh, a guy with a bad coke habit and parents who had really cool shit. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's great. You know, those people are terrific, though. If you don't have a lot of money, uh, a, coke, a coke fiend is a frugal person's friend. Um, you know, because they usually get, you don't, usually people arrive at Coke Fiendery after having some money. So they got some shit before they got the Coke together. So that shit, that's a fire sale. Wait a minute. What, isn't there a comedian in Portland? Karina. It's, oh, the don't do. Don't do. <laughs> unless you have don't, enough. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do cocaine unless you have enough for your entire life. You should definitely get her on here. Yeah. Uh, she's next. She's yeah. Great. She's, she's definitely. Well, she's not next, actually. I think next is Angelique. Oh, nice. And so, yeah, if you're listening to this and you're wondering, like, what we're going to be doing, it's not going to always just be me and Chris. Uh, sometimes I'm going to kick him out and have other people in here. Yeah. I am filler, uh, which is perfect. That's my wheelhouse. Uh, I have I've always been filler. But I'm trying to get you to do a comic book uh, podcast. And I think speaking speaking of podcasts to come, like you know, I'm I am I'm I'm hunting for podcasts that I can promote here at You're Gonna Meow. Um, if you have ideas, give me uh, give me an email, April at Gallaty dot com. Tell me what you're thinking. I have um, you know. I have ideas myself, and maybe we can work together, because uh, I already have a, a new podcast in the works called uh, Marriage Survival Boot Camp. <laughs> yep, and uh, so we're going to be getting that one off the ground here in about a month or so, um, so keep keep listening for that. I'm talking to Chris here about doing a, a, a regular po- uh, podcast about comic books. About comic books, about... Mm-hmm. Uh really just how sad I am as a person, but I think I enjoy that. So <laughs> We're talking to a really funny comedian. I don't really know what he has in mind yet. We haven't solidified anything, so I really can't say anything other than that, but we're talking to a really great comedian here in Portland. Maybe we can get it, get his show going. I'm, re- I'm really excited about a lot of the stuff coming up. I think, th- I think this is going to be fun. It just here's, a, here's the message out there. If you have something to say, and I know you do because I see you screaming in the streets. I see yeah, you yelling this exactly. on, online. Just collect that stuff into 45 minutes worth of talk a week, uh, you know. And I have microphones. And get yourself out there and at least find out whether you're crazy or not by consensus. I think democratizing your sanity is really the way to go. Exactly, yeah. And you can come and hang out in the, the beautiful You're Gonna Meow podcast studios with pictures of Tim Curry. And, and lovely geometric designs. I, I uh, <laughs> Tim Cur- A second picture of Tim Curry. <laughs> Two pictures of Tim Curry really. Oh, you can. I'll, I'll say that. The absolute two opposite ends of the spectrum of Tim Curry. Definitely both the far extreme ends of the Tim Curry <laughs> rainbow. But his, you know what's nice about it? When you, when you look like that, 
people really have to start finding new adjectives to compliment you. I think that's the you know like you, you have sm- a beautiful soul. Yeah, you smell good. <laughs> you are kind. You are you have really soulful eyes. Well, wh- the reason we're laughing is because one picture is Tim Curry as Doctor Frankenfurter, cigarette in his mouth, tattoo on his arm, it says <laughs> "boss" the whole nine yards. And then the second picture is a picture of me and Tim Curry. And Tim Curry is. And he, an older gentleman who has had a stroke, and he's sitting in a in a wheelchair. And he did smell good, though. He has soulful eyes. He has soulful eyes. And he's very kind. Well, I mean, one of his eyes is soulful. The other one's no. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. You can see a soul through a stroke. I think that's true. God I damn think it. That's true. But anyway, so how was your Thanksgiving? <laughs> um, I had a lovely Thanksgiving. I um. I had a terrific, I actually, the night before Thanksgiving, I had a terrific show uh, out, uh, my biggest performance as a comedian yet, 20 minutes, which to a listener out there who, you know, who's used to watching half an hour to 45 minute to an hour long specials of their favorite comedians, like that's, that's a lot of work and it takes a long time to get there. 20 minutes for me and I would say 10 of it was pretty good. Um you know, which is really good. Fifty batting five hundred is I really good. Yeah, you know, I don't that's, do a lot of prepa- preparation. See, that's where I'm at. I can do about six minutes, and three of it's good. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> well, you know, and it, what's funny though too is is uh, I like to uh, you know I don't. I mean, I'll you know I'm 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 a very typical hipster as much as I you know I'll, I I don't like to be to try things that I think I'm not going to do well at. So I do have that resistance to putting myself out there, and I, yeah. I and I realized recently that when I got offered that. 20 minutes and then I was a lot of fucking talk that I was like I don't get on shows and you know like every fucking comedian mm-hmm. uh, honestly I do it as if, if, I do it as much as anybody else but not a lot of people talk to me so they don't think I do it as much as everybody right. else but uh, I, you know I do complain about not getting on shows and somebody says hey uh, I got a 20 minute spot for you and I, w- I really had to gut check and say well do I, do I want to be a comedian or do I just want to be able to hang out with comedians like I'm like I'm in the club and you got to fucking do it. Right. Well, that's kind of where I'm at. You offered me 10 minutes on that that dirty female comic show. And Which I'm was, doing in February. I'm pushing that back to February. Okay. So have you got a title for the show yet? Um, I think, you know what I want to do for that one? Because I'm not going to host that show. I'm, I'm uh, my co-host, Melina Best, shouting out. Oh, yeah. She's amazing. She's amazing. She, she, I need to interview Melina, too. She, I think, has oppositional defiance disorder because I keep asking her, begging her to, to, to listen to my episodes of this podcast. And so what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to say her name again. Melina Best, my yeah, uh, Melina. regular uh, co-host and uh, best my best buddy um, at the Hotbox. Uh, so I'm going to have her host it. You know, and she needs to know that around the eleventh minute of episode six of Bless Your Heart, she gets talked about. Maybe minute. that'll make her want to well, go in and a, listen to at least eleven minutes and ten seconds worth of episode six. Yeah, of well, I'll, I'm going to throw another Melina shout out at some point into this podcast. <laughs> She's going to have to just find it. Actually, I figured out the formula. Just I'm just going to shout out people and tell them that they got name checked on the show. Oh, and then we'll just, we'll just and so that's how we're going to gain our yeah. our audience is just by calling people out. What do, do you want to just get a, a phone book and well, we'll actually, just start speaking of phone books? I was thinking about just getting out, uh, uh, finding out the name of everybody that made my phone uh, because I figured I'd get like all of Indonesia to listen. <laughs> Uh, at least all the kids, all the children, anyways. Uh, the ones that they have to keep from jumping off. The ones with the nets outside. There was a recurring yeah. theme for me. I mm. do think about those children a lot. Um, yeah, every time you use your phone, yeah. But it was a no. It was a great. Uh, that was a great because I was terrified, and I did actually pretty well. Um, uh, you know, I, I opened that show up. It was uh, Nathan Hart, another person to be great on the podcast. Uh, Karina was there, uh, and uh, my buddy Chris Cox. That's Chris with a K. 
uh, which hey, you know what? He he, I got that was a paid show. Uh, which that's a huge deal. I was going to go do it, eat shit for free, and I did okay for money, which is way better than I thought it was going to go. Right. Um, had a lovely time with my best friend Jenna Faye. And uh, so the next day, we just got better. I mean, because I had money in my pocket from 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 doing stand up. So that was four names, I think, right? Yeah. Let's uh, let's see. Uh, Chris Cox, Chris with a K. Uh huh. Uh, Karina Lucas. Uh huh. Nathan Hart. Uh huh. Uh, Jenna Faye. Mm hmm. That's four. Uh, and then we said Melina Bess. That's five. Five. Uh, and we did also my mom, but she's going to listen anyway. Yeah. Well, mom's already, uh, already there. Absolutely. Um, but so who should I call out? Yeah, you hmm. should definitely do some shout outs. I was going to, I'm going to do more. I actually have in my head, I was thinking about doing a bunch today. A bunch. <laughs> when we get to the, when we get to the thing about uh, the Ig Nobel prizes, I've got okay. a whole fucking, we got, we got UC Dave. I mean, there's a whole bunch of shit getting shouted out there. Okay. <laughs> well, see, now I was going like the classic, like storytelling route for Thanksgiving. Now, my notes I wrote down about my nephew who did the prayer at my family uh, Thanksgiving. It's, do you have, oh, one? I just smoked pot by myself. That's what I did on the actual day of Thanksgiving <laughs> as I smoked weed. My friend Diane came over. There's another one. Uh, and she hooked me up. She's an awesome person to hang out with. No, we just I just chilled. <laughs> just chill. Well, you know what? We had a really nice, quiet day too. We slept in. Yep. We got up and just had like a leisurely breakfast at home. We watched some television. We did a daytime hot tubbing because Damon and I, remember I told you, we're soakers and we yeah. really are. We we uh, we got soaked in the hot tub and then got our shower, got ready, and then we went to dinner. We had dinner out and then we came home. A couple more shows. And just and a lot of wine, What'd wine you guys watch? all day. What shows did you watch? I think we watched the CSI. No, <laughs> no NCIS, and then we watched uh, was it like the Thanksgiving Criminal Minds. No, no, the turkey was stuffed with the well, blood of the victims. It was McGee's wife had the babies in this NCIS. They had a little boy and a little girl. Oh, well, what was their names? Jack and Morgan. Jack and Morgan. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Clear Band. Yeah. Anytime. <laughs> so Jack and Mor- he named his babies after alcohol. Oh, you know, I just you just a little light bulb just went on. <laughs> well, also that kid's got to grow up to be a cop or something where they end up being a captain. That's a lot of fucking pressure. You got to be an, a, ca- a rum drinking captain, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly, and that's the girl. Oh, that's, that's it's got a lot hotter though. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, this is a much hotter show. No. I've always thought that there was that show Witchblade. You're gonna the, have to the, wait at least eighteen years. Well, I already. Well, I was already gonna wait eighteen because fifty-eight is when I get to start having sex again. I already did the. Yeah, 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 I made a rule for myself that I was resetting my virginity. No, oh, okay. Right. So if I'm fifty-eight years old, it would be. Well, I will have been eighteen years without having. I mean, unless unless somebody tricks me. Because, look, if you're really into me... How are somebody going to trick you? Well, I'm just saying... You're like, like, it was weird. I was just sitting there. Next thing I know, I'm naked, laying on my back. (laughs) Here's the thing. I don't drink a lot, but when I do, I do leave my drinks unattended while I'm doing my comedy. Like walks up and goes, "Hey Chris, watch me pull a handkerchief out of this hat." And then the next Ta-da. thing, you're naked. There's a there's a show. Here's a TV show. Shout out, shout out to to a TV program uh, called Lucy, the Daughter of the Devil. And there was a character DJ Jesus on the show uh, who was the Second Coming. Uh, was also a DJ and a magician, escapologist magician, and he was like a David Blaine character. It's a great animated show. Oh, okay. Really funny. Um, I think Lauren Bouchard might have produced it, the person who did um, home movies and uh, a few other things like that. Um, and there's a scene where uh, he's the David Blaine, G- DJ Jesus character is like, uh, I'm going to close your eyes and uh, and then and now open them. And she's like, oh, my God. That's right. I'm inside the view. <laughs> it was just so fucked up. 
<laughs> How he weird. Magician, he magicianed himself into her bed. <laughs> Jesus so it happened. But I just say, if you're like, if you're, if you, if you are really into me, then you know you'd be willing to catch a felony. Is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. There you go. Because you're only, what, how long have you been? 12 years left. I got 12 years left. You've got 12 years left. Well, okay. almost 12 years. February February 19th. I don't know. Does, does self-imposed ch- childlike. <laughs> like I'm trying to get molested? Right. Like. Well, it just depends on whether you can fool yourself. It's really, I mean, most, if you really think about it, like. I, all of the fucked up situations. Like you well, you guys are a pretty clean, clean cut couple. You know, you're pretty fun. You know, but I mean, I mean you're, you're not scumbags. Uh, I'm scumbag. I, I know scumbags. I grew up in scumbaggery. Um, but you know, I've definitely put myself in positions to do because to do a thing I wanted to do, where I also was going to catch something fucked up happening. Mm-hmm. You know, guns pulled or just beatings or whatever. Right. You know, I mean, it's it's everything's. I don't know. I'm a determinist. <laughs> Not a Calvinist though. I don't think we've earned what we've got coming. It's just inevitable. It's just it's it's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know what? I, I don't know. Some days I'm nihilistic. Some days I'm not. So, mm, today awesome. I'm not. Today yeah. I'm not. So, but no. What I was gonna talk about? See, I was gonna bring out these sweet family stories about like my little. Did Did you have one of those uncles in your family who every holiday he had to t- say the prayer at the at the dinner? And it was a thousand years long prayer. Like, dear Lord, thank you for this food and every kernel of corn and all the bread and for the stuffing and the rolls and <laughs> grandpa and grandma and all these things. And just and everybody's like, come the fuck on. <laughs> so we had an uncle like that. And this happened every year. And this happened every year for Christmas dinner, Easter dinner, and, and Thanksgiving dinner. And um, my sister's kid was about six. Yeah, he was about six. And uh, we were at my sister's house for Thanksgiving. And uh, <laughs> and and my sister's kid Daniel goes, uh, Uncle Herbert, can I can I say the prayer? And everybody was like, Yeah, let, let's let Daniel say the prayer. And Uncle Herbert was so proud. He was so like. Yes, the the kid is listening to me. He's picking up the spirit. He's going to do this. And uh, Daniel, everybody held hands. Daniel bowed his head, and my, and my uncle bowed his head. And he's like, go ahead. Daniel goes, food, amen. And <laughs> everyone broke. Like, <laughs> prayer's over. And as soon as he said amen, everybody just broke. And poor Uncle Herbert was left standing there going, but, 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 but. My brother-in-law swears he didn't. Didn't provoke it? Didn't provoke it. Said he did it on his own. You know, that reminded me of a sweet story. Okay. When I was a kid, uh, and it's in my family, we did have sort of that. Our uh, lives are not completely fucked up. We no, do we no. do participate in some sweet things we from had, time to time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, definitely we had those moments. Uh, not a lot of religiosity. Not a lot of, of religion-type behavior in my family. Lip service. My mom, uh, you know, became Jewish. Her family is, was not, you know, there's there's a, there's a history thing going on, but it's like with adoption and all this stuff. Oh, wow. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, you know, partially to piss parents off. I think that's always a good thing to just go with a new religion. Uh, th- my mom would be the person who, if people were doing lip service to a Christian prayer, she just would start baruch all you know, in the middle <laughs> of it. But when I was a little kid, we used to, uh, we have, my grandmother's family are LDS, uh, Mormon. Oh, okay. And I forgot about this until you were talking this 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 kid sharing their prayer when i was a kid mormons have a thing where they have witness and fellowship 
And I was a little kid. I went with my great great grandparents to their Mormon church thing, and there was a microphone being passed around. Mm-hmm. And I realized that was my very first open mic. Uh, <laughs> and I bombed terribly, but I had, a, but I saw a microphone going around, and I had to get in that. I had nothing to say. So I, unlike Eddie Murphy, <laughs> who do do you remember him telling the story? Do do in front of his family? Yeah, and then like, that yeah. his open mics were were storytelling. Well, in that front was my problem. Too. Is the room was first of all Mormons? They were daytime comedy mic, not great. Uh, inside a Mormon temple, mm-hmm. not I don't know, not known for comedy. And plus my material, I should have done doo doo stuff. All I did was bitch. <laughs> About my uncle eating some uh, some uh, uh, sugar cane that I had, and then I was angry that I didn't have sugar cane, um, and that was what I shared. And I but I got applause. Well, that's good. It was clapter. I mean, you know. Well, you know, the family will participate yeah. with kids a little bit. I think they knew it was my first mic, and they were just being generous. Were, well, you know, it's a generous room. I got to try that again. I did my grandfather's uh, memorial. That was I killed. You killed it, your girl. Fucking killed. It was great. Do you know that when my dad died, I'm already laughing. Okay, so when my dad died, my dad had when I my parents divorced when I was eight. Okay, so all my brothers and sisters were grown and gone. My parents divorced when I was eight. My dad basically went to North Carolina and married another the woman he had been having an affair with and had children with her, plus the children she had from previous marriages. So he basically went to North Carolina. Raised a whole new family. Okay. So there you go. You're caught up. So when my dad dies, I'm in my 30s. So 30 some odd years later, we're up in North Carolina. And his current family, his wife, their children, and her children from her first marriage were all on the front row at the graveside. And the second row was all my brothers and sisters and I. And my sisters and I were sitting, one of each of my older sisters on each side of me and me in the middle. And the thing about my dad is, is I mean, they say it's it's not good to talk bad of the dead, and I'm not going to get into particulars about it, but my dad wasn't the greatest guy in the world, at least when I was growing up. And so, and my brothers and sisters, we all have varying issues with him, and so we were just there just to pay the respects and be done with it. And so we're sitting back there, and one sister, and and people were coming up, and they were like, oh... You know, Nolan this and Nolan that, and just a great guy, and he volunteered here, and he did these great things, and he was so wonderful. And we're all just sitting there watching these people come. And, I mean, it wasn't just one person. It was like, there was like four or five of them, and we were like, huh, uh, who to thunk it? And about that time, one sister leaned across me to the other sister and goes, do you think they got the right guy in that box? And me and both sisters all threw our faces into our hands and we were shaking with laughter. Like just our shoulders were just shaking with laughter. And I couldn't even I and I laugh in inappropriate situations anyway. And so I was really laughing. Like, I was laughing hard. And all the old people in the family were coming up behind us. And they're like, it's okay, girls. It's oh, they thought be you were all. crying. They thought we were crying. Oh, that's perfect. Though. We were laughing so hard. That's perfect. And then at the very end, when the black female chaplain from the military, which my dad, A, was not the not the most racially accepting person, <laughs> and B, wasn't really respectful of women that much, and it was like a f- black female chaplain is putting him in the ground. All right, that's, that's sufficient. I that's can accept awesome. that. Yeah. 
That's beautiful. Yeah, it was, and I've never laughed so hard in a more inappropriate. You know, I'm going to put that actually. I saw a movie years ago about this guy who would go. He was a eul- professional eulogist, mm-hmm. and it was a Russian film, very interesting, uh, uh, or Czechoslovakian film, um, very interesting movie about this guy's a professional eulogist. I'm just thinking about, you know, I really did fucking destroy it, my grandpa. I'm going to market myself. <laughs> you should go. <laughs> I'm way better. Look, you can have me for the price of two Costco cheesecakes. Uh, Didn't they used to hire people to come to funerals? They used to hire professional mourners. Yeah. Well, you you're just taking it up a step. Yeah, you're well, just taking it up a step. Exactly. Well, I mean, look, people, people, they always say, oh, I love those New Orleans jazz funeral things, right? Mm-hmm. And that's perfect. A lot of those people are professional. Heck yeah. And they don't, they're not, sm- they're not frowning when they're watching. They're having a good time. So why not laugh? Do some dirty jokes. Uh, that's great. Yeah, reach out to me if you've got um, some some plans to to die um, <laughs> anytime soon. Just let us know. Uh, do, how do you want it when you die? Uh, do you have a? Fa- let me. This is a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I watch a lot of interesting. Uh, what I think are interesting, otherwise I wouldn't watch them. Right, videos mm-hmm. online, and uh, I watch a lot of the ones. Uh, Caitlin Doty. She's a mortician. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen her, Caitlin Doty? She's got the really, she's got black hair, really great bangs. That's another. She's thing like a real for. goth girl who's a real Super, yeah. mortician, yeah. professionally mm-hmm. goth. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it made me think uh, really seriously and, and earnestly about uh, what do you want done with your body? Like, how do you do? You, how do you want your body dealt with? Damon and I have talked about this before. Um, we both have always. Um, you can tell it's around Christmas time, folks. Yeah, <laughs> we're going <laughs> to hit on these really, uh, these really happy plans. Um, hey, if nobody died, Christmas wouldn't even be a holiday. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, well, wait a minute. Christmas is a birthday. Yeah, but he would he wouldn't be that. I mean, if he'd never fucking died and come back, we would be like, Neh. nah. that's true. Yeah, Regular. because it, yeah, because then he wouldn't be. What I'm saying is Judas Iscariot <laughs> is really the hero. <laughs> He's the, the one that gave you your religion. <laughs> you. um, <laughs> Only good Jew in that book. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh no, but Damon and I have talked about this, and we both agree. Like every pet that we've ever had that has passed on, we've had like a you know a twenty one year old dog die. We've had a twenty year old cat die. We've had twenty one. I know. It's really old. Mm-hmm. Damn. No, I think the cat lived 16 years. Cat lived 16 years. Dog lived 21 years. Ferrets have short lifespans, and they have a lot of weird health history, so I don't want it to sound like we're just killing ferrets, because it's not what happened. But you're running through some ferrets. But we have had to put down our fair share of ferrets, because they just, they're little health. Well, it's a rodent, right? Rodents just don't no, live a long time. They're weasels. Okay, you what, just stepped on a difference? landmine, sir. Is it just they, one's, <laughs> one's long? What's is that the difference? It's the teeth. Um, rodents have the two front teeth that continue to grow. Oh, and they've got fangs. And, and, the, and weasels fangs. have meat cutting teeth like dogs and cats. Respect. So. All right, I've got the, I've got oh, go. a couple of those myself. So respect. So, but I do. I love freaking love. Uh, I love weasels. I don't know if you know this, but my back is covered in ferret tattoos. Oh no, I did not know that. Yeah, I really, it really, literally so, is. Kodo and Poto are like your heroes to you, right? I I think they're cute, but they're not my heroes. But yeah, I think they're cute. I have I have Orion tattooed on my right shoulder, and I have Poseidon tattooed on my left shoulder. And then all of my ferrets had names from gods and goddesses. And I'm sure anybody who's ever listened to any of my podcasts right now just heard me start talking about ferrets and went, "Oh fuck!" So I can smell them. I got not even on you. I just psychically know the smell because I've dated ferret girls before. Um, Ferret girls Ferret girls Yeah but you know The nice thing about Ferret girls As long as you're A quiet farter You can get away With a lot of farting In a ferret girl's apartment Uh, (laughs) That's You know what And the thing about it It's been descented What the fuck Is that smell then They're musky They have musky oil Okay so here I can explain this to you 
Figure it's if you ever go into somebody's house and they have a stinky house, they have they are bad ferret owners. They're not bad ferrets. Um, it used to crack me up because at one time we had fifteen ferrets in, in one shot, and people would come into our house and go, "Oh well, your house doesn't stink." Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I work very hard. So what do you just got to wash it a lot or something? No, actually, ferrets have super um, dry skin, so they they need that oil to keep from itching too much. Mm-hmm. So um, you what you do is is they get the excess off on their bedding. So what you do is you give them cloth style bedding and hammocks and stuff like that, and you wash it once a week. Uh, so what you're really smelling isn't so much the ferret as the ferret underpants and, and t-shirts that it's got sitting around. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. That's why you can't put them in um, like newspaper bedding or yeah. that 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 uh, stuff that people put hamsters and stuff well, in. Well, you know, to be entirely fair, uh, if these women had really good life decisions and personal hygiene habits, they wouldn't have been fucking me in the first place. So. <laughs> well, that's your deal. That's <laughs> I was a beneficiary <laughs> of the same thing that led to a smelly apartment. Okay. Is what I'm well, saying. there you go. I just, so, but. Yeah. But, Can't complain. Yeah, but ferrets. Yeah, if you if you don't have to, you don't ever have to bathe a ferret. You just have to wash their bedding. That's all it is. So there you go. I, you know what? I I, do, I actually do think they're really cute. I like anything furry that's cuddly. Oh yeah, and know. they're very cuddly. They're very cuddly. It's, they're Shout more out cuddly. to Ahmed Radian. <laughs> I. You know what? He is such a sweet guy. I've got to get him back on here. You just have to like um, hook him up to some sort of electronic device and tell him he's being interrogated, and he'll he'll talk. <laughs> Is that is that the trick to get him to talk? He was very sweet. He was a very nice guy. I really liked Ackman. See, there's another name we're calling out more friends. But anyway, Name dropping, panty dropping. Yeah, there you go. You anyway, <laughs> death popping. plans, death plans. So that's what we're talking about, death plans. Death plans. I'm trying to keep us on track. <laughs> and we're not even high right now, you guys. No, no, no. I I try to stay sober during I haven't the day. Weed for like 20 minutes. Oh my god, you're gonna? <laughs> are you gonna live? Um. So, but anyway, uh, death plans. So, Damien and I, because we've cremated all of our ferrets and cats and dogs over the years, that I think uh, we both agree that we would like to be cremated. We we don't. His his mom is buried in Alabama. My mom's buried in Florida. His grandmother's cremated. His grandfather's buried in Alabama. I think. I mean, like we and we never go back to these graves. Right. What, what is the point? I I personally believe the biggest waste of land is graveyards and oh, absolutely, and uh, golf courses. Golf courses, yeah. Combine the two, maybe right. Like if <laughs> people on there just die. You just like they say they call it <gasps> let it lie, right? Yeah. So if Grandpa passes out on the ninth hole. Then just lie. yeah, That's just a new hazard. Lie. there you go. Yeah, you just got to get over the body. Yeah. It's going to be like a water hazard for a little while, but then it'll dry up. And well, if you can get a lot of necroke on like the same green, you could turn that into like a mitt putt putt course. <laughs> could, like go through just skulls go around and around. And around. Yeah, in their, yeah, in their bum. That sh- <laughs> the putt putt course would be all the stillborns. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Ben Rose, speaking of stillbirth, uh, <laughs> another comedian you should definitely get on this show, not because he's a stillbirth. <laughs> he has a great joke about That's dead babies. That's a really horrible comedian. It's just a dead baby. You just throw that on the stage I'd and laugh. see how long people just will sit and look at it and go, what the fuck is going on? I'd fall down. I would laugh so hard. Um, I mean, at least once. That's Somebody funny would once. Somebody like, is fucking Andy Kaufman still alive? Right? right? Or is that, you know, his Andy Kaufman Jr. in a bottle, just bring him up on stage? Pickled oh punk. God. Oh my goodness. Pickled punks. Yeah. That's what they used to call it at the sideshows. Uh, the dead babies in a jar, which they used to put on display at sideshows. Yeah, I know what pickled punks are. Oh. I have a friend that collects them. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. 
That used to be so much my lifestyle. I have audit, I have things that would be called oddities and sold at a store that specialized in oddities. Well, you know what? I have a friend who truly, who truly does, but like her house is full of oddities. She's an oddity. She's a fun girl. I love her. Her and her boyfriend both. I'm the same way, but my version is Target. <laughs> that, so if you ever came to my house and you looked at it, it's 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 decor is Target spooky. That's how I would describe my house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can, Target Halloween store spooky. I can handle that. In my twenties. Again, while I was a Republican, I also wore capes, had long, long hair, had children's coffins in my home. Um, they make great coffee tables, actually. They're perfect size. Uh, well, you can... Like yeah, Victorian, you, not new ones. Well, you can make a couch out of a full-size one. I actually... Uh, yeah, I almost bought a guitar that I couldn't play just because it came with a, co- a coffin case. <laughs> Such a dork, you guys. Uh, but yeah, no... The, there is a lot of weird um, gothy type stuff that is it kitsch now? It's not even because yeah, it's, it's not threatening. It's not yeah, even, it's kitsch now. Yeah, yeah it's I'm, kitsch now. I, I mean, Damon got me the the coffin of donuts from Voodoo Donuts for my fortieth birthday. It's just a coffin box with a dozen donuts in it or something. A hundred donuts, but yeah. What the? F- how fucking many? How do you go through a hundred donuts? Uh, we had a ho- we had a huge party. Oh, okay. Well, that we, we had a huge party. See, this is how asocial I am. I don't think somebody's buying a hundred donuts for a fucking party. <laughs> I don't think like that. I think, oh, you're going to eat those by yourself because that's how I live my life. But you know what's interesting? The very same coffin, though, once I got it and I was like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm going to do with this. Like, I was like, I don't know. I have this kind of shitty put together wooden coffin. Oh, it is wooden, though? It is wooden. And it had a really shitty, like, um, just it, it's it's really cheaply mm. made. It's about the size of this desk. And I ended up giving it to a friend of ours. um, when uh another friend got pregnant and her husband like redid it mm-hmm. and like padded it and put proper hinges and stuff on it turned it into a toy box for the other person do you know the difference between a coffin and a casket um I'm, no i would get if i were to guess though i would say a coffin has no padding is just wood and a casket has padding and is metal it's just the shape Oh, the shape? It's the the co- coffins are the ones that are one, two, three, four, five, six. They are so that's what it's got that c- classic sept- coffin septograms? shape. Septograms, is that I don't, what it is? With, um, you know, yeah, it's got the classic gothic coffin shape. Uh, se- oh, yeah, septogram would be septogram, right. Septogram, uh, whereas a, a casket is just a rectangle. Uh, it is just a, a, a yeah rectangle or a square. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I learned that once again from Caitlin Doty, uh, ask a mortician. Uh, she is. <laughs> Awesome, uh, and you know, shout outs to learning about death. My own thing. Oh wait, we didn't arrive at yours yet, though. Do we? we, we yourself? Well, I, well, basically, we've both agreed that we would like to both be cremated and have the other person throw a huge party for us if we die together. We have instructions for the person who okay, got handles our stuff to have a huge party for us. Cremate us in like uh, put. They're, they have these uh, pods that they'll put your ashes in, mm-hmm. and then they grow a tree out of it, and then they put Love the it. tree out in the national parks. Love it. I that's mean, what we want to do. I want to do the uh, – have you ever heard of a sky burial? No. That sounds cool. Sky burial is just uh, – and different different cultures have this. I don't want to like try and jack somebody's culture. I just like the method of disposal. Um, uh, but Tibetans do it, and I think certain Native American people do it, and they just put you on like a, a stand. 
and they let the birds get at you. And they call uh, the Tibetans, I think, called a sky barrel because the birds get you and they just carry you off in all the fucking directions. Oh, okay. No you just get consumed yeah. back into the earth. Yeah, you just get spread. I mean, I, I used to really like the, the, the cremation thing, but I'm just like, why do you even need that? Because here's my thoughts. You spend your entire life consuming as a repository. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you're the beneficiary of of, li- of the biome that you exist in, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're, so you are a calor- caloric repository. The very least with that you can do when you die mm-hmm. is to return what calories you have that are surplus that you don't need anymore. Right. So I'm all about giving it back to the worms. That's a good or, idea. Or yeah, birds. that would be nice. So what about what? What if you could be a body at the body farm in Tennessee? That would be pretty dope. But I I, I feel like that's really hip. Like, you know, I, I would kind of, but you still get to go back to the worms and, and oh, you get true. to be part of science. Too. Oh, that's true. That's true. I, I think if they were to choose me for that, mm-hmm. I would be honored. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to seek it out because I feel like that's a little vain on my part to think that I'm good enough to be one of those bodies. <laughs> there you go. I, I want to stay I'm humble. Too, I'm too good to be, or I'm not good enough to be murdered. Well, I mean, that thing's been on TV shows. That's true. And know? in books. And, and Bones. Is like, I'm a, bones is very I love important bones, to me. Yeah. Absolutely. I love bones. When did you give up Bones. Did, or, I haven't given it. I never you, gave it. You bones. never gave I it stuck up. Through after, I, I, I stuck through after everything, even. When she uh, took off with the baby, I was like, that's it. I'm out. I can't. Yeah, I, I can't deal with this. I was, you know, fully, I was fully invested. Um, I really, my biggest problem with Bones was just that I thought what they did to Zach Addy was a nightmare. It was just tragic. I loved Zach Addy. This is like, now we're just getting into it. Let's talk about uh, procedural dramas that we enjoy. Uh, but Bones was, you know, it was fun, though. I like these characters who are. Wait, 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 wait. What's your death plans? Oh, uh, uh, Sky Burial. Sky Burial. Okay. Sorry. Sky Burial. Uh, or just not be found. That'd be great. Right? Just yeah. Like, just to do, a, do a, con- a, a mystery forever. Absolutely. I have to get important and then become a mystery. As soon as I'm important, I'm gone, you guys. One last question. Do you know about your permanent death? Do you know about your original death and your permanent death? Do you know the difference? No. Okay. Your original death will be the death that you have when your body gives up on you. Okay. Your 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 true death, your final death, is when everybody who ever remembered you has died. That's already happened. <laughs> I think your mom remembers you, and I don't think she's dead. I have proof. I, have, I got a text message from her. I really, I'm <clears throat> genuinely convinced that this podcast exists. Basically, my mom is just like... She's our some, only listener. You know, she's she's basically just secretly paying people to be my friends because she's done it my whole life. So it wouldn't surprise <laughs> oh, me. Oh, she loves you. She loves me enough to pay people to be my friends. So, you know, I've learned to value people by, based on how much money they demand from my mother <laughs> to hang out with me. Okay, okay. So we need your mom to uh, find 10,000 uh, people and bribe them to listen to the show and then we can start pulling in ads. Mom, yes. there's, there are actually are sites that you can find for that, Mom. It's pretty inexpensive. I've looked up how to get followers. <laughs> um, look up uh, gold farming Pyongyang. Uh, North Korea is really good at that shit. Uh, I'm sorry. So I can't. She's doing it right now. Yeah. (laughs) Your mom's desperately clicking. Well, we were talking about, though, Thanksgiving and dinners. What what is your guys's like? Do you have food? Do you have food traditions? I do. Um, In my family, my mom's and this is gone. This is this is gone because my mom has passed away. But my mom used to make this dressing. She made a, a, a cornbread dressing where she would make the cornbread and then she would let it cool and then she would use it to make the dressing. And she always put one jar of those little things of sage, dried sage. It's only like, it's the size of a, a po- it's like three posted stamps side by side. This is how big the jar is. But that's a lot of sage. That's a lot of sage. And my mom would put one can of that mm. in her. And it was, I'm, I I enjoy it, but I, the same uncle that did the long, long, long prayers, yeah. he would always come in and he'd go, honey, did you put enough sage in that? 
oh, dressing. Goodness. But she made the most amazing gravy that she put on top of it that that moistened it up and that made it really good. Well, I love so. I love a dressing. I I am a big fan of. Um, the like andouille sausage chopped up with you know with in, in any kind of cornbread dressing absolutely and mm-hmm. i mean just the worse it is for you yes. the better it is my family was big on spiral hams okay oh man always me and damon ham. love a spiral mm. ham so we're good. having our dinner tonight is going to be turkey and dressing from leftovers from thanksgiving so that we we brought home with us so did i tell you about my ultimate th- that I, i've come up with the like the ultimate thanksgiving sandwich no, do tell. Are you listening, bald band? I'm listening. This, okay. this is a recipe for the for the listeners out there. Um, get your get your uh, bread based dressing. Mm-hmm. Cornbread is perfect. Yeah, uh, I like it with uh, you know with like some chopped up kind of savor a sausage in it or something. Uh, a sage is really good. Like there's a, some sage chicken sausages that are out there that are really nice. Uh, make it very dense mm-hmm. and press it out into bread like slabs. After it's you know basically squeeze it so it's nice dense bread. Mm-hmm. Layer some cream cheese uh, and cranberry bl- whipped together, like cranberry dressing and cream cheese. Whipped together. That sounds mm-hmm. delicious. Treat it like your mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. Both sides, right? Then you do your turkey uh, dark meat. You got to go dark meat. Always. And uh, what I like to use is uh, for, for a sandwich, I like that really gross can. I make homemade cran- cranberry dressing, but for a sandwich, that can shit. You can slice it. It's delicious. It's like a jam on there. And you're, you're good to go. That's your sandwich. That sounds amazing. I'm down. It's a good sandwich, guys. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you know one of my jokes that I tell on stage about liking liking black men, right? Did you hear that one? No. I said, well, of course I like black men. I've got a racist father and I'm from the South. Of course I do. Of course I love dark meat. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, was, I, was at a, I was at a gangbang one time. And... Um, <laughs> So this other day I was in a gangbang. Well, I used to work at a sex club, so I mean it happened. Like I have a, probably a disproportionate number of stories to start with. I was at a gangbang this one time, and uh, I was having this really great time because I, I am a suburban kid. Uh, I was not expo- expo- exposed to a lot of people who weren't white growing up in Portland, mm-hmm. but uh, other than through music and entertainment. So I was like, I was just every black person I ever knew was awesome at things, you know, the, the, because it was, it was every time you'd see them, they were being exceptional. So I, of course, idolized and wanted to. And when I got older, being in a situation where I was uh, where I was around more people of color, I was like, ah, oh, I felt automatically just this conveyance of coolness, right? Mm-hmm. And I was at this gangbang, and uh, I thought it was so awesome because it was very it was very uh, uh, ethnically diverse, racially diverse. Uh, uh, for Portland, definitely. And I, I don't know for gangbangs in general. They all seem to be about like that when I was there. Um, but this but this guy was like, I was like, oh, awesome, this guy. And, and they're, sh- they're both, this lady's having a good time. And, and he's like, fuck her with your big black dick. And I was like, wow, this just got really weird, man. <laughs> like, like I, it was uh, to me, like 20, you know, like the, the, the 20 people having sex together, that wasn't weird. It was just, it was like, oh, this is, oh, I know about this 19th century fantasy type shit. I, I know, I understand a little literary history. This is what I just realized what was going on. Did you know, Damon, <laughs> who is the, who is the comedian from the uh, Portland's Funniest? She was right after me because it was Lonnie Bruin, then me, and then her. I thought it was Wendy. W- yes. Wendy, Wendy Weiss. Wendy Weiss. Have you heard her talk about being at it like a gangbang? You know, because uh, w- it's damn similar to the story you just told. Yes, I have to take a better look next time I see Wendy Weiss just to see if I recognize her. Yeah, uh, well, it was that kind of situation. It was that kind of situation, but it was uh, some some woman threw down the the n word. But Wendy was it, it, the way she tells the joke. See, I'm not going to do it justice. I hate telling other people's jokes. 
basically the story is that she was in the middle of, of fooling around with with a guy and there was other people in the room. I don't think it was, a, I don't know if it was a gangbang or not, but there were other people having sex in the right. room as well. There's a lot of verbiage distinctions between gangbangs, orgies, orgy, groups, Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So I'm not really sure yeah. what the makeup of the group was, but somebody threw down a, a, a racial slur to the man she was screwing and, and nobody blinked. But yeah. then I think Wendy was like, she looked back at the black guy that she was with and was like, that's made this really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the three dicks in me. Uh, it's what's it's coming into me that's making me so, uncomfortable. It's what's I, coming out of that person over there. I apologize to Wendy if I fucked up your story. I didn't. I did not mean to do that. Wendy Wise, another great good guest. Another God, shout yes, out. This I is called the shout outs episode. Dude, that's what I need to do is get a hold of Wendy. Yeah, that yeah, would she, be fun. She runs a lot of interesting things. Um, She's really, I met her that day at the Portland's Funniest uh contest and she yeah absolutely what everybody i've met i've heard people talk on things about like this person sucks or that person sucks but i haven't met anybody that sucks yet, oh so. we're gonna talk let's talk about who sucks oh, um well do tell chris who, who sucks? sucks in portland uh christopher boatwright sucks <laughs> uh that's pretty widely agreed upon yeah but how well do you need well with these teeth now i don't get a lot of opportunities <laughs> uh that's why I'm getting less and less scared of jail, you guys. Uh, <laughs> you made you made you made bald band laugh back there. <laughs> I uh, you know I was thinking it would be kind of funny um, because like I love I, I, as much as I rail against gossip. The only problem I really have with it is vague gossip. I just want people to fucking say whatever's going on. And if <laughs> I hate vague booking, I'm so because I don't get talked to enough. I don't know who people are referencing sometimes. <laughs> and there's these like there's these rounds go go around like you're not supposed to be friends with that person anymore or blah blah blah. And I'm like, well, just tell me because I know I'm so clueless. I have no I'm idea. clueless to that stuff too. I mean, I think it's because I'm fairly new into the um, into the comedy scene around here. I think that's probably why I'm kind of clueless. I'm, like I'm still still trying to learn who I feel like I should trust and who I shouldn't. I've, I mean, I've gotten some I've gotten some vibes off of people like, and and I don't mean vibes like that person's weird, but I mean like. I definitely have gotten some vibes off of people who are like, I can tell they don't like me. Do you well, know what I mean? And it's like, okay, that's fine. There, you know? there are there are there are a lot of reasons why people have the feelings that they have. Sometimes it's because uh, because they just have a predisposition towards people who look or sound or come from where you come from. And I'm, I'm seeing, speaking in general, just to oh all yeah people. yeah no no I know. And then there are people who um, aren't sure of their success and really crave it and they're thirsty and uh, you know they're always on the lookout for. I don't. I don't want to be compromising myself just by taking a risk on being friends with somebody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, ultimately in comedy, what I have found is the people who end up being around me are incredibly, incredibly patient. Right? Yeah, yeah. The people around me have been incredibly kind and incredibly patient too. So, but oh, I wanted to. I wanted to tell you about. Um, what happened at the gym today? I'm, uh, this is this is probably going to turn into a joke. <laughs> um, since we're talking about comedy and comedians and that sort of thing, um, this woman comes into the gym. She's an older woman, and when I say older woman, I'm I'm thinking seventies or better. Like mm. she looked good. I mean, she's in the gym. She's moving around, but she's obviously an older lady. White hair. She had on black um, tight pants. She was kind of thin. She looks like she worked out, and she had on a gym or. Um, uh, a tank top and it had the the straps on the front were in the shape of an inverted pentagram the sa- satanic church pentagram really yeah and i was like i wonder if grandma knows that then as she went past me she had on a black hoodie and the back of her hoodie said fcos 
And I was like, is that the first church of Satan? I wonder. And then I was like, and then I forgot to look it up. I meant to go look up, like, is there a first church of Satan? There is. There's a website for it, but it's not like a local chapter or anything. So I don't really know what that means. But it was just kind of weird. And the the jacket was black with red lettering. And I told Damon, I was like, I just imagine, like, did she just, like, was like, well, my gym clothes are dirty. I'm going to grab my granddaughter's gym clothes and, like, didn't know what she's wearing. or Anton, But I don't even know what FCOS really means. It could mean first church of... Yeah, of, but if it looks like a horse, it sounds like a horse. Or first Christ our Savior could be a church name, with the, I guess. But with, a, with an inverted pentacle? Well, no, the jacket was separate from the... The, the, uh, the inverted pentagram was on the the shirt. Yeah, but think about it. Anton LaVey, the founder of the American Church of Satan, mm-hmm. hung out with Sinatra. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, all that shit, those people are old. No, that's true. You know what I mean? There's... That's true, but I don't think that's what he called his church, was it? I have no idea. I don't either. I and used then... to hang out with a Satanist, a local Satanist guy who's got horns implanted in his head. Yeah, I've, I've met him, actually. Oh, he's, uh, he's actually... Rex. Yeah, I met Rex him church. like at a party. Shout out to Rex Church. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I met him at a party somewhere, and it was very brief, but yeah, he was a nice guy. Um, but yeah, I just imagine I told them, and I was like, because there, there's a joke here about like... Where do you get baby Satanists from? Mommy and daddy Satanists. Where do you get mommy and daddy Satanists from? Nana and Pawpaw Satanists. <laughs> what's what's weirder at this point? Nana's. Satanism or Scientology? They're both just as... That's what uh, Bald Band over here said. He said First Church of Scientology. FCOS. Or, or, or yeah. Like First a, Church of Scientology or a Fuck Church of Scientology. She or. could just be like punk as fuck, too. Yeah, that could be like a punk name. Yeah, she could be an old punk lady because I've seen a couple of old punk ladies like out and about in Portland. Yeah. Yeah, so, There's know. some old punks. There's some old crusties going around. Yeah, so I don't know. Satanic grandma at the... Good for her. Uh, next time I see her, I'm just going to throw the horns at her. I actually have a friend of mine who's... Uh, she's involved with a church, uh, a, a satanic church or a satanic temple. And... Um, and I had the same problem they had on Metalocalypse, where it was like when they realized that they just do lame fucking church shit. <laughs> like, oh, it's like, you guys no, just hang just, out. This is just church. Yeah, we're not burning anything now. Fuck this. This is. I don't want to hang out. I don't want to get up early it's, for this. It's just yeah. It's just dark clothed church. It looked lame as fuck. It's silly, yeah, silly. Well, anyway, I don't know. There's a joke there. I'm going to get it, but anyway. Um, okay, so scary movies. You wanted to talk about scary movies. Well, I, yeah, I think I think that you know the, 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 it's it's very interesting because I have had a scary life. In oh, some yeah, ways. and that's right. And this is something you want to do, something called Chris and April tries. Yeah, I okay. thought it would be interesting is to sort of challenge ourselves to get out of our wheelhouse, to, mm-hmm. you know, to be encouraged to do things that we wouldn't ordinarily do. Okay. Okay, so you um, don't normally watch horror films, is what you're saying? I do not normally watch horror films. My my best friend Jennifer has given me a bit of a hard time about this, and you watch them, and I'm just feeling like, well, maybe I need to, to uh, some encouragement to, and document my experience. See, now I would be curious to know from Jennifer what kind of horror films she likes because. I have over the years determined that I'm not all in. Right. Like, I'm not like Eli Roth. Like, Eli Roth enjoys horror from its earliest days and every iteration of it from every director, right. good and bad, all the way across. And he's super into the splatter thing, too. He's in, yeah, he's he's super into that, um, what I call murder porn. Sure. Because I I can't take it. Um, it's uh, it's too much. Hostile, um, what's the other, Saw? Yeah. That sort of I saw Saw and I thought Saw was good. Then I saw Saw 2 
Mm-hmm. And I couldn't take it. Well, I like the first one just because it seemed as though there was a moral p- play at, uh, taking place as well. And then that's the whole point of Saw. There is there is this it's this really fucked up moral lesson right. in all of it. So that's part of it. And I just I couldn't stand it because I think for me it finally I finally figured it out that it it boils down to I don't want to watch real people do what real people can do to real people. Right. Like I understand the horrors that man can r- bring on other people. <laughs> if I want to watch something gross and disgusting for fun it has to be so outside my realm of possibility that it's obviously fake i think that's i think that's what i go for so that's why i like freddy krueger that's why i like even though i know he's a child molester because it's over the top it's It's over the top it's too much um it's why i like jason because i'm sorry but a a retarded kid is not gonna you know well it was his mom but it was it was pamela Voorhees in the first one true it was but he did come back i mean there was a supernatural element to it after that so you know, and, and of course, the mom thing is kind of, a, that's kind of a weird thing. Well, I was too. actually kind of on her side when you get the story that these kids let her kid, her special needs kid, freaking drown. Yeah, which is so kind of shitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those kids needed to be in trouble, but maybe, I don't. Maybe not hacked to death. Maybe not hacked yeah. to death. In the but you can understand, this is my thing. Like, I'm not for the death penalty. I could also understand why a parent would avenge their child. Right. Yeah, no, I can get that. I get that. And then that makes, it gives it kind yeah. of an element that makes it good. That's why, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, now, that's so upsetting. Now, those <clears throat> things, now, I really, strangely enough, I do like those kind of movies. Like, kind Because people of, with your accent are murdering people. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because it's in the meat. Um, the, you know, I, I enjoyed that. But the, again, it's just so over the top, so weird. Like, it's just so beyond the realm of possibility. But I do have fears of, like, going on vacation and getting grabbed by someone and then used for their weird... Can I tell you what's the kind of... I I actually just had a realization of the kind of horror movies that I find the most upsetting are the ones that look like the people in them are dirty. Like they like they have dirt, like dust on them, or just grime. It just really bothers okay. me so much more than the blood. Okay, so here here's the first movie you have to watch. Oh no, is it Cannibal Holocaust? <laughs> no, it's the House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> is that the uh, Rob Zombie directed one? Yes. Well, I would, I would, I, yeah. All right, I'm in. I'm all in. I'm all. I will watch that with Jenna Faye. Okay. I will actually uh, independently attempt to record uh, some of my experiences. Maybe do like some some cut down live blog. I don't know. You might not want to be my friend anymore after I've convinced <laughs> you to watch this. It's it's pretty rough. Well, I am no, but here's the thing. And if you don't like dirty, that 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 was because of that that grimy aspect yeah. of it. This, the whole movie's it grimy. Doesn't it give you the willies when you see people touch dirt? Like when you see people touch mud in TV or movies, don't you go? No, no, that doesn't bother me. But it's that that dirt, the dirty hand, and like the grime and the creases on the hand and under the fingernails. And These aren't because of the cold. I carry gloves with me all the time, and it's mainly because whenever I'm having anxiety, I get hyper alert about my hands touching of touching things. Touching so you things. have to put your hands on gloves. Okay, <laughs> yeah, but this is that that entire movie. It's very tense filled is very grimy and it's very disgusting all right i'll have to I, all right me, and it has a clown in it i'm i'm oh jesus christ i forgot about that guy and he's passed away since uh <gasps> i believe uh the actor who plays the clown in uh, sid haig sid haig has died I, no. bald Maybe. band you find this out uh, clear band clear band look that up please sir uh sid haig you know, um, I've met Sid Haig. I have a story about he Sid Haig. He seems really sweet. I've seen interviews oh, yeah, with him, and he seems absolutely. like a really sweet guy. And he's fucked up, but he's great. Yeah, like 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 mentally goofy. So here's the quick story. Damon and I went to MegaCon in Orlando, and Sid Haig was going to be there. This was right after the House of a Thousand Corpses came out, so he was really popular. 
And Damon and I stood in line for like 20 minutes to see him. And when we, we got up there, there was a there was a, a girl standing in front of us, and she's um, holding several pictures of him that she's bought, and she gets some, and she wants some sign for her boyfriend. And we listen to this conversation, and he goes, "What do you want me to write on him?" And she's like, "Well, his name is John, and he just loves you, and he's he broke his leg two days ago, and he he's in the hospital, and he can't be here, and blah 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 blah." blah. And he's like, "Okay, what's your name?" And she's like, "Sarah," and he's like. And he goes, I can write whatever I want. She goes, fucked up as you want to be. And he's like, all right. And he stood there for a second. And then he goes, I got it. And he wrote, John, Sarah gives the best head I've ever had, Sid Haig. <laughs> and I, we howled with laughter standing there watching that happen. He is not dead yet. No, yay. He's not, not dead. dead 78 yet. years old. But And he still acts, doesn't he? Doesn't he do like the... Yes. His last movie was called Death House uh, just this year. Mm. So you think that's typecasting at this point? Absolutely, he's been he do, he's his, been doing this he, uh, B film since the seventies. He knows his wheelhouse. That's what makes him his money. I just, if you could be any kind of, uh, if you could be any kind of actor, would you want to be like a character actor, or do you want to have to do like these dramatic? I think I would be very happy being like an Ash or a Sid Haig. Yeah, oh, yeah. that kind of like over the top. Like shout out to Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I remember correctly, and I may be mistaken about this. This is seventeen, almost sixteen years ago. Um, he was scheduled to do uh, a reading of, I think, if Chins could talk, mm-hmm. and uh, it was nine. It was the day after. It was nine twelve. Uh, oh, really? And I think he showed up and did the talk at a, like a Borders or something like that. So, oh, wow! If I am anywhere near correct, uh, that's what a champ. Huh, what a, yeah, what a champ. totally. That's <laughs> fucking amazing. Yeah, I'm. Gl- I'm so glad Sid Haig's not dead yet, though. I'll take care of that. <laughs> I don't know. He might take care of you. <laughs> He's scary. He's a really scary guy. He's he's a funny dude though. He was really funny. I'll tell you somebody else who's really weird. George Lowe, voice of Space Ghost, pervert. Oh, I've heard outtakes from Space Ghost and Sea Lab Twenty Twenty One, and mm-hmm. he says fucked up stuff. He does. But you know what? When I say pervert, I say it with just the highest oh, yeah. amount of respect. I love the man. Yeah, oh, yeah I love yeah, yeah. him. Oh, so I'm just I'm fucking with him. So. He should be on the scum pool. He should be in the scum pool. Oh yeah. Um, did we buy Scumpool? Yes. We bought Scumpool. You guys have Scumpool? We have oh, Scumpool.com. Scumpool. So, so now we've got to decide what to do with Scumpool.com. So. Well, I think, uh, I think if, if listeners, if you understand the concept of Scumpool, it's basically who's going to turn out to be a scumbag next. And, and nobody's safe, you guys. I mean, on either side of this motherfucker, sadly. Uh, I thought Neil deGrasse Tyson was a safe bet, right? No, he, we, we got news on that guy. So put your sub, put your submissions in it. Maybe we'll figure out like a contest. Uh, Maybe. Fill yeah. up like a betting bracket or, you know. Or no, yeah. There's just, nothing on the website yet. We've got to figure out what to do with it. But yeah. But yeah, but if we get some good suggestions out there and we, we can start thinking on our own. Yeah. Yeah. If I can find a, either a bracket or a, a, a pool betting system like that, then I'll, yeah, and I'll, I'll try to put I'll, it absolutely, in. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. So it sounds good. Jimmy, right. the Greek's probably dead. Now, you have more notes than I think than we talked about. We can go over a little bit. Is there anything you want to talk about? Oh, you wanted to talk about, about the, the uh, Ig Nobel Prizes. The Ig Nobel Prize. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, the Ig Nobel Prize is, uh, if you're, if you're a, a listener to, uh, to NPR or like to lie about it, this will be great for ne- uh, on Monday when you go back to work. You can be like, I was totally listening to NPR, yeah. not to weirdos uh, bullshitting in a closet. Absolutely. That's what, part of my job is to do the research uh, so that you don't have to. Uh, the Ig Nobel Prize is... is much like the Nobel Prize is a, a prize for contributions to science and knowledge, mm-hmm. the Ig Nobel Prizes are also a recognition of contributions to science and knowledge that are somewhat less useful. Right. Uh, or at least regarded as somewhat less useful, but, but are still worthy and, and genuine science. So would, be, would the person who discovered that our 
belly button is just the spot where our umbilical cord is. Would that be an ignoble? Oh, well, actually, that was um, that was researched. Uh, if you put a Phillips head screwdriver in there and turn it around, your ass falls off. Um, lefty, wow. lefty, loosey, righty, tidy. <laughs> oh shit! I know. I always get it reversed. That's that is a problem. Don't start with a power screwdriver. <laughs> Uh, that is, Your ass will just fly across just the room. Just zips right across the room. Um, <laughs> Slaps up against something. If you get it wrong, you prolapse. Um, <laughs> but like, well, but butt stuff. Uh, for example, mm-hmm. one of the one of the, uh, a, a big story from a few years ago was a young woman uh, by the name of Jennifer Me. And uh, M E E. Shout out! Shout out to Jennifer Me. Um, <laughs> Jennifer Me had a bad uh, case of the hiccups. Uh, you folks might remember uh, she had, I think, had hiccups for 14 days straight or something like that. I some, don't remember this. So, for, oh, she had, there was a young woman. She had, uh, 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 I think, uh, pre pre adolescent or adolescent. She had uh, uncurable hiccups, mm-hmm. and an ignoble prize was given out for the what did, and, and led up led to the, the cure, which is uh, rectal digital stimulation of a nerve ganglion. <laughs> Um, so basically, folks, if you ever have a really bad case of hiccups, mm-hmm. stick your finger up your ass. If you see somebody else hiccuping, folks, just walk up and stick, stick your a, finger up their ass. A, yeah, in this day and age, everybody's like calling out everybody else for some sort of sexual harassment. By the way, to all the teenage boys that I scared, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do <laughs> hey, look, that. Look, she to didn't you. offer you any jobs, though. So No, no, I had nothing to offer other than. That's exa- I, I stay out of positions of power. You there know. you go. I didn't even have any power, but boy, I scared the shit out of <laughs> The the Nobel prizes though are great. Uh, I uh, I actually had dinner with uh, a doctor Ivan Schaub. Uh, uh, shout out to UC Davis Med- Medical School and the School of Ophthalmology, uh, and he was uh, a co uh, honoree for figuring out why woodpeckers don't get headaches when they do what you know they bang their head into things. It's because they have an airbag in their in their head. I see, and I remember watching like a thing on uh, online, like it was a um, like a little little talk like for your thing like the reasons uh, woodpeckers aren't brain damaged or something like that yeah so you know that you've met the guy who come up that's kind of cool. i had dinner with him. it was the my first real orthodox jewish seder uh which is uh the last supper dinner most most non-jews who know what the seder is they're like oh yeah it's that the thing that jesus was at it's the last supper which i growing up half-assed jewy never really did that um and that was really cool. Uh, that this that, that was really crazy too, because it was big time Jews, real Jewy Jews. Uh, and it, the dinner was like people saying their jobs, uh-huh. and they were going around the tables like doctor, doctor, lawyer, banker, lawyer, banker, banker, lawyer. They get to me and like, what do you do? I sell coffee. Oh, you're an importer. No, I smash it up really small and run hot water through it. <laughs> uh, and then back around the table, doctor, president of a bank, you know. It's like, I pour water I, through dirt. I was, failing at jew uh, <laughs> <laughs> well you well you know it, i guess we can't all be jews i know i guess yeah we're trying I, you know i only know that's really funny too because it's uh, talking about like um when damon and i got married and moved out of the south into first place we went to was san francisco you want to talk about taking a 22 year old girl who's never been out of georgia and florida to oh, yeah. san francisco oh. and moved to me there <laughs> I was, I met, and I knew one Jewish kid, um, there were brother and sister, I knew two Jewish kids in high school, brother and sister, and um, I think they were practicing Jews, but I don't, they they weren't, they were never that classic, what you call a oh, Jewish Coast, Jew, this stuff you yeah. see on like, no, East Coast on Jew TV, and, West Coast and like they talk different. about different, yeah, but still meeting like Jewish people out here, and like on planes and stuff, I actually sat beside a Jewish 
like the the curl. Oh yeah, that that, that would be uh, like a Hasidim, uh, yeah. Orthodox Hasidic Jew with, with that's called payas. Okay, yeah. So I sat beside the kid of of a, of a gentleman and his wife who were behind us. Like right. I was beside two children. I was up against a window. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is the first time I ever met like a Hasidic Jew, and like it, it was it was a cultural. Like I have it, starting at the age of twenty two, I began this like cultural adventure of like. And I know I'm like, I, I know, I feel stupid sometimes when I'm all like, oh, you're what? <laughs> what is this? I'm 45 and I'm fucking never been out of the goddamn cell. Yeah, it's weird. But. I think that's, you know, it's, it's, it is difficult because you, you want to know more about people, but then it's like, there are people who are just sick of being the one guy that everybody asks. Right. It's got to be, I mean, I guess I, I've always enjoyed being a weird Jew. Although, I, I'm, you know, it's weird. I got into comedy and I'm meeting so many more Jews. I didn't expect that at all. Really? <laughs> oh, okay. You're joking. I'm like, uh, dude, Jews are all over the entertainment industry. Did you I not know? I didn't, I didn't know. Okay. Yeah. Wow, boy. And and I have a tendency to be naive sometimes, and it <laughs> comes out at the weirdest moments, and that was one of them. So there you go. I was like, what? You Just, didn't know Jews were in the entertainment industry? Naivete is okay as long as somebody's not telling you the powder they're giving you is just like cocaine. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I'm, I, I learned that lesson from you. So. That's right, kids. Don't do things that are just like Coke. Do real Coke. Yeah, that's that's probably good advice. <laughs> Maybe. I guess on that note, are we are we ending this on good advice? I have I have actually a new closer. Oh, go for it. All right. So I was told that um, my Jill Stein closer that I've been doing for the past year is wearing thin. Okay. Um, I just like it so much. Uh, but I have a new one. Um, because I've, I've decided to try and be uplifting. Um, in spite of everything, I still believe people are good at heart. Is advice that we're taking from a 14-year-old girl who was almost immediately ironically proved wrong. And she was fucking homeschooled, is what I'm saying. Just Anne Frank. I mean, you don't, you, how can you trust somebody who was homeschooled? That's my new closer. Do you think that's uplifting? Do you think that's positive? He's getting the dirtiest look from me right now. I have no idea. I, I'm still processing this joke. I don't even. Just such a sad. In spite of everything, I still believe people are still good at heart. And then where did she go after that? Just what's the worst epitaph last journal entry of all time? It's most ironic, if nothing else. Like if Hitler's was, I think we're going to win. That would be the only thing more ironic. You've been listening to Bless Your Heart on You're Going to Meow Podcast Network. You're going to meow? Meow.